5AA Mornings with Matthew Pantelis. Twenty-seven to twelve on Five AA Monday morning. State of our state is uh, this segment today. We are talking about the issue of coercive control, and there's been a campaign launched. Uh, this is uh, a short version, or one of the versions. It's the shorter version of an ad that is uh, playing. Have a listen to this. Okay, so my pants are thrifted, and my top is. Uh Never mind, my boyfriend won't like it. He's always telling me what to wear and where I can go. But he's just being protective. Right? So seethesigns.sa.gov.au, that's the uh, the female version. The male version of the ad is this. Okay, boys, my girlfriend Sarah, I've told her not to see her friends anymore. If I get the feeling she might be thinking about breaking the rules, I send a quick screenshot of her location so she knows I can find her anywhere. All right, so it's uh, certainly getting the message home. In the studio with me, the Director of Communications and Engagement at the uh, Department of Human Services, Shalay Boothy. Shalay, good morning. How are you? Morning, Matthew. On the phone from the Zara Foundation, Kellyanne Tansley, the CEO. Kellyanne, hello. Good morning, Matthew. What do you think of the ad? It's absolutely fantastic. I think it's um, critical that we get the message out to our young people and community over behaviours which are um, okay and healthy and behaviours that we won't tolerate as a society. And coercive control can't be tolerated within our communities. It's an incredibly dangerous form of domestic and family violence. Yeah. Uh, Shalai, coercive control, obviously, it's, it's a form of domestic violence, as uh, Kelly says, but, you know, pattern of behaviour could be threats, humiliation, stalking, manipulation. Uh, it's important, isn't it, to communicate this and to empower people? Absolutely. It's important to have a conversation and to educate uh, the community, the broader community, that domestic violence just isn't physical. And as you said, it can, con- you know, it's all of those controlling behaviours as well, mm. emotional, emotional abuse, psychological abuse, um, and technological abuse. It's an insidi- insidious form of domestic violence, that's for sure. And it was important that we start an education campaign. The government has made a commitment to criminalise coercive control. And so what we want to do at the Department of Human Services is start an education campaign um, so the broader public can have an awareness about this. It's an important conversation uh, to have. It's still not widely recognised or understood across the community and we think that the term see the signs, red flags is something that people do recognise, do mm. understand and is an easy way to communicate what coercive control can look like. There might be people listening saying, well, that's fine from the female's point of view in, in the ads I've just played. Where And I'm sure it must happen. I mean, no doubt it happens the other way around where the bloke is perhaps in that situation, uh, but it's probably not the majority. No, um, obviously statistics show us uh, by far and wide that mm. the male is the perpetrator, but we certainly do recognise and understand that it can be the other way around. So really the, the note to listeners is this is just the start of a campaign. We're targeting this campaign at 15 to 24-year-olds. It's done in a social media style yeah. so that it can really resonate with that cohort. But we know that there are men and women who can be victims of this in every cohort, every demo demographic, every societal setting. And so we want to be able to do further campaigns that will broaden and, and reach uh, further, mm. further cohorts. That's great. Uh, Kellyanne, the impacts of coercive control, what are they? Um, Matthew, look, they're really quite significant. I've been working with survivors for over 15 years now 
in Australia and what they have always said is it's not necessarily the physical violence, the bruised ribs, black eyes, it's the psychological abuse, the manipulation and the surveillance, the gradual isolation from friends and family, the rigid rules, the degrading put-downs, humiliation and threats. It's this behaviour what has long-term impacts on survivors and it chips away their sense of self and independence. Mm. And, and obviously then self-confidence goes as well, I imagine. Absolutely. Survivors tell us that they feel like they're walking on eggshells, mm. they lose friends and family, they lose who they were prior to the relationship, their individual identity and everything they have known. Um, and often many survivors then need um, professional support afterwards to help rebuild their life and take back to control. Yeah, yeah. Shalai, you mentioned red flags, and that's part of the, the mm. campaign slogan, obviously. What, what's that about? Well, we think that red flags is a commonly used term to mm. highlight all all sorts of disturbing behaviour. I've got children in the late teens and early 20s, and they'll say, commonly used, oh, that's a red flag, yeah. that's a red flag. So we worked with um, Showpony, um, Adelaide-based award-winning um, creative service, to come up with a campaign that was really going to resonate, that we could use the term red flags right across this campaign, but future campaigns as well. And we think that um, it's a really strong theme that will come across and will be easily recognised. Um, so as you play those ads, um, your listeners may have been able to hear little popping sounds in the background and as uh, something dangerous or insidious was said by by one or the other, it was a little red flag pops up and okay. pops up. And yeah. so it's quite symbolic that we think that we'll be able to use this um, and it's fast becoming synonymous with coercive control. Right. Is it common, Kellyanne, coercive control? It really is. Um, Monash has just released a survey across Australia and it showed... Out of 1,200 people surveyed, 86% reported experiencing this form of domestic and family violence. I think the use of red flags within the ads is absolutely fantastic because a lot of survivors who we work with initially don't understand what's happening to them is abusive, but it's this ongoing pattern of control. So in isolation, checking in where you're going or suggesting who your friends should be, can seem like a bit of a normal behaviour, but that, um, including other controls and surveillance, control of money, controlling access to employment, cutting off friends and family, these acts together over a period of time is what we call coercive control. How does it work culturally? I'll, I'll throw this out to both of you. Is, is there an issue to target campaigns for, for different groups of people? in the community? I think Kellyanne would be best to, to place to that, uh, to, to answer that in relation to the research that she's really well yeah. aware of. Yeah, look, I think it's absolutely important to um, target to different groups within community. Some of these behaviours around um, insisting that one person takes care of all of the domestic duties and the other is in full control of the finances. Um, it can be quite normal um, in other communities and it's about understanding that if that's happening in a situation where everybody's agreeing to that there's no fear there's no manipulation then um that can be okay in a healthy relationship but in situations where a person does want in independence and does want freedom 
um, and is not allowed through their partner, it's at that point it's abusive. Mm. And that can be a gray area. So it's really important that we educate and raise awareness and that we speak to community members um, to understand their experiences when we're using campaigns to educate around coercive control. Mm. I would add that um, we're working, as, as we're moving and the government moves towards criminalising coercive control, the Office for Women within the department that I work for are having conversations with many different groups in consultation about what coercive control looks like in their framework and what can be done um, in terms of anything specific for them that the legislation can, can look at. So we know we have lots of conversations to go, but starting an education campaign and awareness is so important and how we kick that off a couple of weeks ago is that we had Sue and Lloyd Clark, mm. who are the parents of Hannah Clark. Yeah. Um, you may recall about three or four years ago in Queensland, Hannah and her three children were murdered by her abusive partner. So Sue and Lloyd Clark, incredibly powerful um, and resilient um, mum and dad, uh, started a foundation called Small Steps for Hannah. And they came down and spoke at a forum that we had here, and uh, we had Jane Carrow. We know her as the national commentator, journalist and author. She was there moderating it, and it was just a really incredibly powerful night. 400 people attended that, and um, Lloyd and Sue got to tell their story about how Hannah was in a coercive control relationship and how that then escalated um, throughout the relationship and ultimately ended in the murder of her and her three children. So that was the same night we launched this coercive control um, campaign, See the Signs, um, along with Lloyd and Sue and Jane Carroll, it was a really great night but again, 400 people listening to that story, there really wasn't a dry eye in the house but it was a really good start to, to learn what this insidious form of domestic violence does look like and, and that's the thing with it I suppose you say escalate, I mean we, we hear on the video there where the girl is saying oh you know, he just doesn't like me wearing that, well that's okay isn't it, but it can really get out of hand can't it clearly and, and just end at that worst level of, uh, of poor Hannah and her kids yeah, we know that coercive control is really dangerous in its own right and it takes a terrible toll on its victim, uh, victims. But we also know that the stats show us that it has a strong link with intimate partner homicide. Mm. So um, the earlier that people can recognise this, whether you're a victim or whether you are a family or friends of someone who you believe may, and you can see the signs in their relationship, it's important to intervene early and have that conversation. Yeah. All right. Uh, we will take a break. Uh, on the phone, Kellyanne Tansley, CEO of the Zara Foundation in the studio, Shalane. Boothy, who is uh, with the state government's uh, Human Services Department. Uh, we are talking uh, State of Our State as this segment on every Monday here on 5AA at this time, and today the issue of coercive control and a campaign, see the signs.sa.gov.au is where you can go for details on that. Uh, social media released, uh, videos released uh, targeting young people at this stage, but that will change as time goes on. We'll chat about that if you have any questions too, 8223 0000. Join David and Will each week on the 5AA Breakfast Show as they speak to power excitement machine Horatio Fantasia. Horatio! Thanks to Foodland. With more stores close to home and everyday low price Great food lives at Foodland, the mighty South Aussies. Explorer Caravans, 345 Prospect Road. Make the most of our April manufacturer bonuses. Save thousands on a brand new Viscount or Franklin Caravan. And because we've now doubled the size of our showroom and doubled our stock too, you can have it today. Lots of stock, a huge selection, plus immediate delivery. With deals, vans and delivery options like no one else, we're ready to go. Come and see us today. Explorer Caravans, now bigger and better. 345 Prospect Road. The passing of someone close 
places unique stress on family and friends. At this time, Farrell and O'Neill Funerals are here to provide reassurance and peace of mind. Farrell and O'Neill offer creative guidance and advice to tailor a service that best honours your loved one. Whether a large gathering or a small, intimate service, Farrell and O'Neill share their generations of experience in tailoring a unique and meaningful farewell. Proudly SA family-owned and operated because it's personal. At IGA, you'll find all your Easter treats like Cadbury Favourites 352 to 373 gram selected varieties, $8. That's half price. Now at your local IGA. Offer ends April 4. Participating stores only. Excludes Foodland. Experience everything Europe has to offer with Phil Hoffman Travel and Travel Marvel. From Amsterdam to Budapest, make the most of Travel Marvel's brand new river ships with everything at your fingertips on board and dreamy destinations on your doorstep with Premium cruises starting from just $3,995 per person. Let Travel Marvel take the hard work out of your holiday and immerse yourself in every moment. Travel Marvel, freedom to explore. Phil Hoffman Travel. Visit pht.com.au. T's and C's apply. If you're in a window, and not just anything will do. Just go Statesman Window. Factory direct to you. Nobody beats Statesman Windows. Not on quality and certainly not on service. Windows, sliding doors, bifolds and more. Made right here in Adelaide. Factory direct to you. For windows when and where you want them, call Statesman Windows. States.com.au Windows when and where you want them. Windows when and where you want them. G'day, Tom Wren here. Greyhounds love to run and Greyhound fans love Thursday nights at Angle Park. For top greyhound racing, a great family atmosphere and the amazing food, Chase's Restaurant is offering a full a la carte menu to ensure you have a fantastic night out. Chips, wedges, through to classics like burgers, fish and chips, schnitties and steaks. Yum! Grab the whole family and get to the park to watch those dogs go every Thursday night at Angle Park Greyhounds. Freeway Kmart has real deals on big vitamin brands like 50% off selected Blackmores, Swiss Biogland, Inner Health and Urex Professional Vitamins. Get real deals every day at Terry White Kmart. Dedicated to care. Decency Supply, Sale Lens, April 18th. Matthew Pantelis on 5AA Mornings. Twenty-two degrees currently and a half even in the city. Just beautiful outside right now. So if you got the chance to get out this afternoon, make sure you enjoy today and tomorrow, particularly a shower or two after a sunny morning and twenty-nine on Wednesday, but then showers on uh, Thursday and Friday around twenty-two, twenty-three degrees. So certainly today and tomorrow are the days to really soak it in, get the washing done, all of that. Uh, talking coercive control. There's legislation coming in the studio with Michelle Boothy from. Human Services and on the phone Kellyanne Tansley, CEO of the Zara Foundation um, i got a question here I uh, uh, haven't had a chance to read it through but may I ask due to exclusion of males and children, isn't this program a red flag for social cohesive control um, any, any takers there ladies somebody saying basically you're excluding blokes I, I assume is the thrust of that Matthew, or apologies, Matthew, I think we um, absolutely recognise that some men do experience this form of domestic and family violence as well, but overwhelmingly it is women. We see that statistically at a state, national and global 
level, the data tells us that this is a gendered issue. Mm. Um, so I think that campaigns are targeting the majority of people who are experiencing this, but it's not to say that some men also do experience coercive control. How common is it, Kellyanne? Well, one in four women in a recent ABS survey are reporting experiencing emotional and psychological abuse at the um, hands of their current or former partner. Um, And comparing that to men, we've got one in 18 at the moment um, who have said that they've experienced emotional abuse. It's extremely common, and this is just people who are aware of what they're experiencing is domestic and family violence. And where we stand at the moment in Australia, we know most people aren't seeing the signs or recognising what's happening to them is abusive and not okay. So these campaigns are about educating, raising awareness, and also sending a strong message to community what we will and won't tolerate, Mm. um, because this is a really dangerous form of domestic and family violence. What are the signs? You mentioned signs. What, What should people be aware of? Well, I think if you're worried about family or friends or a colleague um, and you're seeing that the person's withdrawing themselves from social activities, that they're always checking their phone and informing their partner where they are. Maybe they're starting to change the way they dress, where they go, turning up late for work or having to leave unexpectedly, Um, you know, being withdrawn from conversations around their relationship or sharing with you um, incidences and stories that may seem a little bit strange and not okay. I think it's important to say to the person you're concerned for, you know, are you okay? How is your relationship? Um, Is there anything you'd like to share with me? And it's really important that we listen and we believe survivors when they're sharing their experiences of coercive control. I would also recommend seeking professional help if you're worried about a colleague or family member and you can call 1-800-RESPECT and they can give advice on how to talk to somebody you care for um, in these circumstances and they can also let you know local services which are available to help as well. Okay. Uh, Shall you mentioned legislation is coming and, and uh, I'll throw a question out in a, a second, but what do you hope this campaign achieves ultimately? Well, we essentially uh, want to ensure that people have a general awareness of what coercive control is, what Uh it looks like, how insidious it can be, and what the harmful end results, the worst case results can be, because we know it can start, we know domestic violence relationships Mm. can start off with coercive control and it might not be seen um, as somebody as, oh, I don't need to worry about that. And then we see this escalation happening, as I mentioned, with Hannah's um, and and her children being murdered by a partner. So we know that we want to target um, people, this young people, particularly just in the first stage of this campaign, Campaign. Mm. And the long term is uh, plan is to raise awareness more broadly in the community, and um, we want them to understand that legislation is coming, and um, what to what to do if they you know if calling it out yeah. and, and giving help where they can if they see this sort of behaviour. So, yeah. All right. We we mentioned I'm getting a lot of texts from people saying, well, this this is uh, a male issue too. Men don't report. It's admitted it is uh, seriously under reporting uh, stats showing an untrue representation. Well, we said at the beginning, well. Of According to those stats, I suppose, that uh, it is primarily women who are victims here. Kellyanne, any any response? <clears throat> That's correct, Matthew. Yeah. Look, and we would encourage 
anybody, um, regardless of their gender, to reach out for support and help if they feel that they're experiencing coercive control. Mm. Um, we recognise it may not be an easy conversation for men and we it's also important that we think about people in same-sex relationships. We know we need more research in this area. We know we need more evidence in the area to understand the prevalence of coercive control in same-sex relationships. I think anybody who's worried about their safety and if they're being controlled should reach out for support mm. by calling 1-800-RESPECT. But like I said, Matthew, overwhelmingly the data tells us that this is a gendered issue yeah. and predominantly women experience coercive control and domestic violence at the hands of men. Yeah, yeah. So the legislation that's coming by the middle of the year, I understand, or thereabouts, now, how how can that be sort of policed or enforced? As, uh, look, if, if a crime takes place, violence, etc., that's one thing. But if it's a discussion, a he said, she said type situation, how do you have legislation governing that? And um, Look, Matthew, that's a really good question. And these laws, this law, um, will actually make that much easier. So currently within our justice system, domestic violence is seen as incident-based. And that is where we see a lot of he said, she said scenarios when police turn up to an incident and maybe he has a scratch on his face mm. and she's really distressed and she's been experiencing abuse over a long period of time and as a result has lashed out and used what we call resistant violence. Well, in our current system, it's sometimes really difficult because it's incident-based for police to understand who is in need of protection. But these laws make policing slow down and investigate. They're trying to understand who is using abuse, coercive control, to instill fear, control and manipulate another. And that means that they have to look across the whole of the relationship, who's in control of the finances, um, who do, who's forced to do um, domestic duties they don't want to do, who is isolated from friends and family. So they can look at foreign records, they can take witness statements from other people, they can look at bank statements. So with the new law, there's a lot of opportunity to gather evidence to fully understand in the relationship who's in need of protection, who's the victim and who is the perpetrator. All right. And 1-800-RESPECT is where people can go for help? That's correct, yes. Shalai, where can listeners learn more about the campaign? Well, first of all, we'll be rolling out the campaign uh, now right across social media channels, including YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, Insta, all the usuals. And we'll also have a range of outdoor advertising across Adelaide as well, right through till May. Um, and then we'll be looking again how we can we can further this um, wonderful campaign. But I would love to ask listeners if they're interested in this, if they want to try and get some more advice either for themselves or friends or for loved ones, mm. go to www.seethesigns.sa.gov.au. All right, thank you for that. And Shalai, lovely seeing you in the studio. Shalai Boothie from Human Services on the phone. Kellyanne Tansley, CEO of the Zara Foundation Australia. It's uh, all about a new uh, campaign that's been launched. See the signs.sa.gov.au. Thank you for your time too, Kellyanne. Thank you.